one day I will teach more on that. But today I want to talk about the blessings of waiting. The blessings of waiting. Waiting either on God or before God. Now there are two separations. When somebody says you are waiting on God, that means specifically you are waiting for something. But you can also wait before God where he will have his way in your life. So I want to talk about the blessings of waiting. And I'm using the same scripture. That's why I related to last week. John chapter 20. I would have loved to read the verse 10 to 18. But because of what I want to say, let me read, permit me to read from the 1 verse 1 to 18 instead of 10 to 18. So shall we stand for the reading of the scriptures? The blessings of waiting on the Lord. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and see the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulchre. And he stooping down and looking in saw the linen clothes lying, yet went not he, went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulchre and see of the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but wrapped together in place, in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the, the scriptures, that he must rise again from the dead, Verse 10. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. But Mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. And see up two angels in white sitting. And the one of the the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto him, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him, hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and to your father, 
to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these unto her. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of the word. Shall we be seated? God bless you. Long scripture. Amen. There is a scripture in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40, the verse 28 to 31, it says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Waiting on the Lord it's a spiritual exercise. It's one of the most important spiritual exercises believers are supposed to engage in. We are supposed to, but many times we don't do that. Uh, when we embark in it, it's good. The Bible actually commands us to wait on the Lord. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 20, the verse 22, the second part says, wait, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. So waiting can be a, it's also a command God gives us to wait. Uh, the secret of remaining fresh in life and relevant in anything that you do, the secret of that is waiting. The secret of remaining fresh and uh, becoming relevant in any work, in anything that you do in life is waiting. The secret is waiting. Whether it's your business, whether it is your family, whether it is your ministry, whether it is raising your children, whatever area of your life, the secret of remaining fresh. And what I mean by fresh is that the time will not make you stale. Time will not let you be stale. And remaining relevant, being able to, to, to be relevant to your people and to your to your community and to the children and to your family. The secret of it is in waiting. 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 That's why it's a spiritual exercise. Waiting is a spiritual exercise. We are supposed to engage in it. When Jesus died, or when he was crucified and he died, better still, and he was buried, the disciples thought that was the end of their ministry and, and their aspirations. In fact, they, they were confused. So you remember Peter looked at the other disciples and said, me, I go fishing. That means I'm going back home. Then the others said, well, we will follow you. And they went to fish. They forgot about the ministry because the person they were hoping to be with has died. Their hopes were dashed. Their ministry came to a standstill. Sometimes in life, you come to the place where 
it looks like what you were expecting and what you are doing is not moving on the way it's going. It looks like something is dead. Something is not working. It looks like something is not fresh. Now, when all the disciples went into that, I am sure they didn't know what to do. So they took it their own way. You remember the two guys who were on their way to Emmaus? And they were sad. And they were confused. And they were giving up. Sometimes when we say the disciples, it's not only the 12 apostles or the 11 apostles. No. It was all the disciples. These two disciples were not apostles, but they had given up too. And they too, they were going. And complaining. And talking. And Jesus appeared to them. Amen. So, in life, it is normal to come to the place. I like the way the Americans call it. Burn out. When you burn out. When your, 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 your activity makes you burn out. Your work makes you burn out. Your, your output is not no more going on. You are tired somehow. You cannot do much. You are pushing so much and little is coming out. You are burnt out. It happens to every man. In life, it happens. Sometimes you are doing very well. By a time, a season can come that can affect you and you will notice that things are not working the way they should go. So, in the life of the disciples, that was where they got it. Jesus had died. Their hope were dashed. They did not want, know what to do again. And they all vanished and went to their homes. But thank God for a woman called Mary Magdalene. The other, the, the other gospels tell us that he went there with the other two Marys and another person. And I believe here too it was so. But the thing figured on her because it may be that the rest of them all left. And she was the only person there because she said, and we. When she was late, he said, and we. That means they were all there. But in John, John is capturing Mary because all of them might have left. And Mary alone stood there. When they went, went there and saw that the stone was not there, she thought they had taken the body. She ran back and told the apostles. Peter got up. John. And they ran. John is the writer of this scripture. So anytime he's not mentioning his name, it's because he's talking about himself. The disciple whom Jesus loved. He said Peter was running. He overtook Peter and got there. But when he got there, he was looking inside. Peter, when Peter got there, he jumped inside. Two temples. One will look, one will jump. When the children were dancing here, we were looking at them. And Pastor Kwanu was telling them, have you seen this sanguine one? When they started singing and they started playing the thing, one of the little, the very little one, he started marching. Immediately he heard drum, it was time to march. Not only singing. <laughs> Amen. But, but Peter, John went in, Peter went in and saw the linen clothes and Jesus was not there. And Peter, John also let jump in and confirmed it. When they came out and they realized he was not there, the Bible says they left for home. But the Bible says, but Mary stood without. Mary remained there. Mary waited. Mary stood there. Mary didn't go. She went and told them, but she didn't go. When they didn't find anything, they left. But Mary waited. So Mary was the one that brought hope 
to all of them their aspirations. They didn't know what to do. There was no solution. What do we do? She was the one who brought the lifeline. Because when she waited, the Bible says she waited and was weeping. And when she was weeping, she decided to stoop again. The Bible says she stooped down to see. Then she saw angels and spoke with the angels. And the angel said, woman, why are you weeping? Why didn't the two see the angels? All the people who were there, they didn't wait long. They left too quickly. They left too soon. They didn't wait. But when Mary waited, she saw the angels. She now got the real news that the Jesus you are talking about is risen. How? Angels. When she turned and saw Jesus himself, I'm sure she went to her. And Jesus said, don't touch him. I'm yet to go and show myself to the Father. But go and tell my brethren I'm alive. You know why women can preach the gospel? Do you know that? Do you know why women can preach? Some of you read only one scripture from the Bible and you create a doctrine that women are not supposed to preach from, from Paul's epistle. Paul didn't marry his epistle. But when Jesus rose from the dead, who was the first person to announce that he is alive? Mary Magdalene. Now, what message of Christ is more relevant to the world today than that Jesus is alive? That is the message that makes Christianity what it is. And it was a woman who proclaimed it. I believe women can preach the gospel. And they can preach it better than even men. I believe women can proclaim the word. And they can do it better than even men. Am I talking to somebody? When men want to dominate everything, then they will find one scripture. And tie the hands of women. Men always know how to tie the hands of women behind them. So that they alone will be champions. But we thank God for revelation. So here, Mary Magdalene waited. I want to point out a few things to you and we'll pray. One day I will take my time to teach. I remember one day I was teaching here and I told you that one day I'll be teaching you on waiting. How many of you remember? I've started like that. Listen, <laughs> waiting is the thing you must learn to do, no matter the work you do. Some of you don't know why Sunday you should not even go to work if the work is your own and you are not on duty. You don't know it. Sunday is not for you to be in the house. Listen, this thing you are sitting here now is a period of waiting. The freshness that will come upon you, no money can give you that freshness. You have no idea. The Bible says something. He said, we are cleansed by the word that we hear. We are cleansed. And I realized something. As we go through the day, every day, walk through the day, working, meeting people, look at the testing, look at the, the story about Lot. In 2 Peter chapter 2, the verse 8. Or the verse, the verse 10. 2 Peter chapter 2, I think 8, not 10. The righteous man dwelling amongst lawless people vexed his soul by the things which he heard and the things which he saw. Dwelling among. We are dwelling among wicked people. You go to your office. Eh? Your boss is an unbeliever. 
all the workers around you may not believe in what you believe. Now, you can't run away from them. I'm not telling you to run away from them. You cannot. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. That's what God said. But you are not supposed to run. But let me tell you, if you think that some of the things we keep hearing and seeing are not affecting our soul, you are deceiving yourself. That is how come some Christians can be in a very company before they realize they fall. Sad enough, just yesterday, my wife and I went to visit somebody. And they were telling me about a young man who, when he's preaching, they said, when that man is preaching and ministering, you will see anointing. But anytime he went and joined some company of guys he grew up, he starts drinking. And yesterday, went to greet because he has, he went, he went back. They took him to rehabilitation center. He became better. He came. Everybody was fine. He went back shortly. Went and met the people. Started the drinking. Came back and died. And they were telling me, they said, Pastor, if you hear this guy preaching, he said, when the guy is speaking in tongues, you cry, what tongues do you say? But you know, what we dwell among certain people, and ladies and gentlemen, never take this thing for granted. The reason why waiting is important is that don't take this thing for granted. A lot of us don't know that the things we are moving in, walking in, coming out, not deliberately. You are not just eager about it. You are not being deliberate about it. It's not that you are getting yourself involved, but it vexes our soul. Turn to the TV, and what you don't want to see is what you see. Go to social media, what you don't want to hear. These days, the so-called celebrities, shamelessly, shamelessly, look at the things they see. You go and produce a nudity tape and put it on air. And when they are talking, you say you don't care because you are not pleasing anybody. Shamelessly. And this we are confronted with. You want me to mention the name? And this is it. We are walking in them. We are seeing them. We are hearing them. You don't want it. But ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says the righteous man dwelling among such lawless people vexed his soul by the things which he was seeing and hearing. This is one of the reasons why we need waiting. This is one of the reasons why, my brother, my sister, you need to wait. You need to come before the Lord. You need to allow certain things to happen around you. You are too busy. Peter and Co. I don't know how busy they were that they left Mary alone. You came and met her there. Why must you leave her alone? That's why they didn't see anything. Listen, a seeing eye and a hearing ear. The Bible says the Lord made them both. Let me tell you this. One of the greatest things I thank God for is that, Connie, me, I don't see plenty, but I can hear. I don't see plenty. It's not always I see. But since we can stand and see things, he sees. When we are going, he says, hey, Chairman, did you see that thing? I said, what? He said, he just saw something. Now, I'm talking about God opening your eyes to see. That is not my speciality. Once a while, I see. But as for hearing, that one, I thank God for. I will hear it. You know what? A seeing eye and a hearing ear, the Lord made them both. Why? Because you must see and hear some things. Listen, in this life, if you don't hear, you don't see. Your spiritual life will be somewhere. And that's, it comes by waiting. 
It doesn't come by gallivanting. It doesn't come by jumping. It comes by waiting. We develop our spirit to the place where we can. When you wait, you will see. When you wait, you will. When Mary waited, he saw. Peter and Co. They went into the hole. I mean, they went. They, they, they did what? They went inside. Say they went inside. They jumped inside. Gura. Memasem. Peter went first. John entered. And they came out. But they saw nothing. They heard, heard nothing. Listen. It's not in jumping inside. It's not in jumping inside. But it is in waiting. They saw nothing. They went inside. They saw nothing. They came back. They left. But Mary waited. And when Mary waited, and he stooped, he didn't even go inside. He stooped. He saw angels. He heard them speak. When he turned, Jesus was revealed. Listen to me. When you wait, you will see. You will hear. You will receive a revelation. The problem with many believers is that we don't know how to wait. When I was thinking about this, this morning, when I was praying, I slept at 4.30 a.m. I've been awake since 11, yesterday night. But I slept at 4.30. When I was thinking about it, I came to mind. I was praying for people, and this man came to mind. I'm sure you still do it. Every month, those days, and I'm sure, I'm sure you still do it. I don't know. I have not asked you. He will tell me, Pastor, I'm going to a brew Hills. I said, where are you going? Yeah, you used to go on Fridays then. Fridays. You go Friday to go and pray. And when he goes, when he tells me and goes, I also lift up my hands and say, Lord, whatever you have to show this man, show him. Listen, never be too busy to wait. Too busy. The reason why we don't see anything, we don't hear anything, no revelation, because we don't wait. Some of us are like Peter and John. Gallivanting. But we ourselves have no waiting period. Mary did not go inside. He, she just stooped down and saw. Why? Because she waited enough. Say she waited enough. How much waiting have you done on your Lord? You want to know him? I like the story of Paul. Galatians chapter 1. I like Paul. Ma, 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 ma. Galatians chapter 1. From the verse 15. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace I rev to reveal his son in me. He called me by his grace to reveal his son in me. God wants to reveal something in you. He wants to show you something. You must see something. You must hear something. You must receive some revelation. Look at what he said. To reveal his son in me. That I might preach him among the hidden. Immediately, I conferred not with flesh and blood. 17. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia 
and returned again unto Damascus. Stay there. He separated himself. Listen. Listen. Waiting is separating yourself from the things you are used to. The whole week, where have you been? A very good place, your workplace. That's good. You've gone up and down, you've met people. And sometimes, let me say this. I'm just about to finish my message. It's supposed to end at 11. And we'll close. Many times you don't know. We, deal, we meet all kinds of human beings. You greeted a witch. You greeted a, a wizard. You greeted an occult. You greeted an enemy. You, you, you should, and some of them, their mind is that when they shake you, they should influence you. It is by the grace of God we are alive. You have no idea. They are doing all kinds of things. When they see you, they start ca casting spells. You think they are chewing chewing up? They are not chewing chewing up. So that you go crazy. But you know what? The Bible says, for the righteous man dwelling among such lawless people, vexed his soul by the things which he saw and heard. When you dwell among people, some things happen. The kind of wickedness that is in the system. That is why we need to wait. So Paul said, when God wanted to reveal his son in me so that I can preach him, I didn't confer with any flesh and blood. I separated myself. Say separation. Come on, shout separation. I separated myself. Mary didn't do what all of them did. When you want to wait, you don't do what everybody does. Did you hear that? You don't do what everybody does. They are all going this way, so you go, no, 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 no. When you want to wait, you must be on your own. Waiting has inertia. One day I'll talk to you about the inertia of waiting. One of the things I do easily is waiting on the Lord. My wife knows that. God taught me many years ago, and it has blessed me. Listen, you will remain fresh. You will remain relevant. May God reveal himself to you in your waiting period. Listen, don't, don't make yourself too busy. Make yourself too busy. Have a time. Amen. You know, the thing about waiting is that you can create your own way and the Lord will meet you. Amen. You can create your own way and the Lord will meet you. He chose... He chose to go on Friday. Go and find a hotel and be there. Pray, rest, pray, rest, pray, rest. Read his Bible. Put some few things down. He's waiting. God is waiting for you. The day you will learn to wait, he will meet you. The day you will learn to wait, he will do what? He will do what? That's, that's Peter and John. They have no time. Many people say they have no time. Listen, important things, you must have time for them, not urgent things. If you follow urgent things in life, your life will be temporal. 
because half of urgent things, everything they make you run. Run! But they may not be important as to sustaining you and keeping you and making you relevant in life. Am I talking to somebody? Listen, even your body. One of the things about waiting is that I'll, 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 I'll teach you on this. One of the things about waiting is that it is a blessing even physically to you. Apart from spiritual blessing, it's a blessing physically to you. It refreshes you. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Before that, he said, before then, he said, even the youth shall fail. So meaning, when you, are, you know how to wait, you'll be freshened. May your life be freshened. May God come to you in your waiting time. Waiting is not just sitting down and folding your hands and looking at the atmosphere. I remember many years ago, people used to teach people how to wait. They said, just keep quiet and close your eyes. Before we realized, most of those people who were doing that thing, some spirits rather came and spoke to them and they started misbehaving. No, when you do that, the saying that the devil finds wealth for an idle mind will come. The devil will come and speak first. No, the believer, your waiting is very, it involves some few things. Waiting involves time. Say it involves time. Say it involves time. That means waiting will take time. If you don't have time, if you don't make time, you cannot wait. Listen. Let me make this statement, but I want you to understand me. Let me say this before I make that statement. Waiting does not necessarily depend on time to be a blessing. That means I'm not talking about the length of time that will be a blessing. It's the quality of the time. All right. But let me make, now make this statement. Having said that, I sometimes feel very worried for today's church. Where we have no time for church. You know why I don't do sick service? I will never do one hour service for people who want seeker service. Some people call it executive service. One hour. For what? They worship God for 10 minutes. Clap their hands for 5 seconds. And then they, they, they preach for 15 minutes. And then they take offering. And then they read them. They say that people don't have time. So let's meet them here and let them go. I don't do those services. I remember when I came to Accra, people said, seeker service. I said, me, I don't believe in it. If you don't have time, you can't serve God. He himself said, six days I have given to you. The one day, give it back to me. And that's why we are not even taking 24 hours in church. Not three hours in go complaining. They should cut the service. It's too long. Some say they should cut the legs. Some say they should cut the neck. They should. Listen, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not here going to justify long, unnecessarily long delay services. I, 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 I'm not doing that. Next year, you will see some changes we are bringing in our services to make sure we can have shorter time and get very impactful. And I hope when I do it, some of you two won't come and tell me why has this thing been removed. One, I'm complaining. Your I don't see about the I'm saying, I don't know what you are. So recently, some of my leaders came. I said, if you listen to these people, eh, 
you will run amok yourself. They will say this, tomorrow they will come and say this. So I asked somebody, how many people are in the church? Somebody did a certain survey and brought to me. I said, your survey won't work here because the people you survey, they are just 10% of the church. 10%. And I know them. And the 10% want us to change all the service for the 90%. So when we change it, then the 90% will come and say, no, you know, pastor, this thing that you people are doing, you know. So that's why, to be very frank with you, I do my best to see how I can balance. But I don't follow the views of human beings. I want to follow what God wants me to do so that people's lives can be blessed. I know you won't clap, but if you clap, it will be better for you. People want us to have 30-minute service. Even Roman Catholics, they don't do 30 minute service. I said, even Roman Catholics, they have been there for years. They don't do 30 minute service. They will do all the incense, go around and sing all the hymns, and you'll be there. One of the things I said, ah, when they went for a funeral, they had to do the same. I said, ah, so funeral, they can't cut it short. They had to do everything. We were all there. It's only in charismatic church now we want executive service, seeker service. Uh, first come service so that we can do other listen to me the truth is waiting involves time how long was Mary there and listen to me I'm not talking about just wasting time may we not waste time in church I told you that it should be quality time it's not just the duration but listen it involves time you must create time for it Waiting is also activity. It involves the emotion. It involves what you do. Look at Mary. She was there. What was she doing? She was crying, pouring out her heart. When you are waiting on God, you pour out your heart. As the deer panteth after the water broom, so my heart, soul panteth after thee. What is your desire in your heart? That you are going to wait on God for. When you, before you want to get a good waiting, you must have a certain desire in your heart. Lord, this is what I want. I want you to touch my life. I need something. As the deer pants after the water brook, so my soul pants after you. Something must be. Mary left the house with the party. She was the one. She loved Jesus. You remember Mary? She broke the alabaster box. You remember her? And Jesus said, Don't worry her. We are forgiving her much sins. That's why she loves me more. Mary Magdalene really loved Jesus. So she went there with the love. Desire to just make sure you go and see the dead person. Because they didn't allow them to see the dead before they buried. Mary is like, like, like a Ghanaian. They must put the dead body and see and laugh and cry and mop before you go and bury. Otherwise, what to naturally. So she went there and look at the activity weeping pouring out her soul her desire after that she went down on her knees and stooped to see again there are things you must keep doing again and again and again and again and god will show up keep doing again and again she went down again to see the people have looked gone inside they haven't seen it what are you trying to see i will do it again Somebody did it, went inside, didn't work. You are stupid, what will you see? But that was what he saw, because she waited on the Lord. I pray 
that you and me in the coming year will learn to give time to Lord. Listen, if you are a husband, father, businessman, and I'm talking to the men now, I tell you, the world we are in today, you need to give some time to the Lord. Create your own waiting time. Amen? It could be, if throughout the week you are busy, Saturday, don't say, I've been tired the whole week, so I'll sleep the whole day. No, no. I think as a, as a, as a father, if you can start creating such time, moments between you and God alone, have your own closet, go and sit there. It's a separation. Sit there. Pray, meditate. Read some scriptures. Don't go and sit there like that. Just read some scriptures. Pray. Believe God for something. Meditate. Fast. Father, businessman, husband, I'm talking to you. Mother, keep out of the house. I call women a Most men don't know what is happening in the house like me. Is our wives who know. Sarah, my source. How can you keep the house? You see, the peace of God must dwell in that house, but you must create it. You need that waiting period. A time. And let me advise that in the times we are in, ladies and gentlemen, church is another waiting period for God. Your amen didn't encourage me. Come to church. Don't substitute it for things. Come and come early. We say we are worshipping. You came when worship has finished. I hope some of you didn't keep your children. But when you got here, we are finished with them. When you go home, the children will cry on you. But listen to me. The worship period is part of the worship. It's part of the waiting. Worship is waiting. So to come to church after worship, you are not encouraging yourself. Make sure you come. Join the church. Worship God. I know we are in a city that you cannot predict the traffic. Yesterday, it took me three and a half hours to move from, 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 uh, where is that? East Legon. <laughs> three and a half hours. In fact, at the point that thing was not moving, I slept. My driver turned. Ran away, I went and got somewhere and entered another one. I told him, I said, me, I've been telling you, when the traffic is this, you just remain on the main street. He went every corner. Then he left another one, went and entered another one. And I said, for here, remain here. If we sleep here, we sleep here. If it's getting dark, me and my wife will get down, walk home. Then you'll be in the car and bring it. That's what I told him. 